1: being a chef
2: means keeping your cool in the kitchen and with resi priority notify and global dining access through my amex platinum card
1: right this way
2: it's nice to try someone else's food for a change that's the powerful backing of american express terms apply learn more at americanexpresscom slash with amex
1: the volume
0: this is straight fire with jason mcintyre
3: what is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. for Monday, November 13th. What a wild and crazy weekend it was in sports. I mean, folks, it was, it was an exhausting weekend on my end. Uh, as you know, I went to Jets Raiders in Vegas Sunday night. Parachuted in because I had to coach a girls soccer game. Yes, that's a real thing. And... Um, I'll just say I haven't been to Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. I went straight from the airport to the stadium and then enjoyed the game. My brother hooked it up. He, uh, His buddy from high school actually runs that cool win end zone club. So we just you know got hooked up. We were like basically in the end zone. I mean, it, it, unbelievable. I posted some stuff on the gram, but it was just an incredible scene. I mean, just unlimited drinks and food. I didn't drink a ton. Um, it is weird. I I know Rob G's a big Vegas guy. He's got to get to a Raiders game in a Legion if he hasn't been. But the waitresses, you know how you go to like the Vegas clubs and the waitresses are pretty much Vegas tens. They got that in the end zone. (laughs) I'm just not used to seeing that at a sporting event. It was it was quite the scene. Of course, what unfolded on this on the field was even grosser. Oh my gosh! I just I don't want to discuss it. I really can't get into the Jets. They just, I mean, I've had it. You know, listen, this is back-to-back losses after that lucky win over. The, I, I don't want to start there. You know, we could start the week with my my daughter's soccer team, which was unbelievable this weekend. Two awesome wins. We're in a great position to advance to the semifinals. Um, I could start the weekend with the Jim Harbaugh news, which was absolutely bonkers, and the Michigan covered for us. Um, I could start with the Cowboys, who were basically my only winner this <laughs> NFL weekend. It was a rough one, except the Cowboys were big enough winners that it was awesome. But I actually want to start here. Um, week 10 you go in thinking you know so much you're starting to you know crystallize strong hardened opinions on teams because i don't know we got 9 weeks worth of data it's not a ton but it's a good, it's more than half the season You've, you the opinions are really hardened as as hard as they can be on some teams obviously injuries factor in and then you back to Baltimore Ravens they take a 24-9 lead OBJs throwing up the peace sign like he's um Tyreek Hill. Uh, you got the Ravens taking a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter, then blowing it and losing the game outright. So, teaser shot. um, Moneyline parlay shot. That was a a killer. Are the Ravens good? I I got some crazy questions. Like, how do you blow a two-touchdown lead at home against the offensively challenged Deshaun Watson? Like, I have questions. Big ones about the Ravens, who had a couple big injuries, too. Um, Ronnie Stanley went down. Marlon Humphrey went down. Like, you, you think you'd know about the Ravens. You think you have a good grasp on the Cincinnati Bengals. They're six and a half point favorites. Um, you got them in the teaser down to just win the game. Money line parley. So Bengals, come on, they're hot. It's Burrow, second half of the season. We know this. CJ Stroud's not going on the road and doing it again. It oh, wait a minute. The Bengals gave up five hundred and thirty three five hundred and forty four yards of offense to the Houston Texans and rookie quarterback. Let that sink in 7.4 yards per play. Are the Bengals good? Now, both those teams play on Thursday night. Is it possible they were overlooking their opponents and they were thinking about this huge matchup? Well, Ravens, Ravens, Browns is a thing, okay? So I don't, I can't believe the Ravens would overlook them. But so those two games really mess with my head. Um, The third one didn't totally mess with my head, but it reinforces don't come off strong opinions when you feel confident and when Brock Purdy destroyed the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football, I said Brock Purdy's a top 10 quarterback, hard stop, 49ers team to beat in the NFC. I know the Eagles are good, but the, the, this is San Francisco season. They proceed to lose Trent Williams, Debo Samuel and three games in a row. I did have some money on the Niners this weekend, but I didn't put them in the contest because I was a wuss. I'm three losses in a row. Oh, my goodness. Folks, there was an NFL um, – the NFL Instagram page put out a video before the game of the 49ers coming out of the tunnel. And I'm telling you, um, I forget who, who came up with the quote, but they're like – they called like a college basketball team an all-airport team. When they walk through the airport, you're like, oh, my gosh, those are some dudes. And the 49ers came out of the tunnel in Jacksonville. Trent Williams leading the way, just a mountain of a man. You had Debo Samuel dancing. Debo Samuel's back, healthy, ch- looking chiseled, smooth dancer. And then you got those linebackers like right behind Trent Williams. And then you got Chase Young, who looks like freaking Thor coming through. And he starts doing the gritty. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Now, listen, I know players get amped up before games. I get it. But this Niners team came out looking confident as hell. They force a three and out on the Jags. Sack on third down. Get the ball back. Bing, bang, boom, touchdown. Okay. Jags get the ball back. Bing bang sack, punt. Niners ten nothing, and it was like okay, Niners are back. And folks, they destroyed the Jags thirty four three. This was reminiscent of the way that the Niners kicked Pittsburgh's ass in Week One, the way they kicked Dallas's ass uh, a few weeks ago, and the in this destruction of the Jags, I, I I apologize to Brock Purdy. I apologize to the Niners for even wavering a little bit, Rob, even coming off. The strong opinion I had, just a little bit, it was foolish of me. And you guys can talk all you want, and we will know shortly about C.J. Stroud and the MVP, and and, um, Baltimore Ravens are dangerous. I'm just saying, EPA is like one of the more important stats in the last couple years for for a lot of gamblers and the advanced stats, nerds who, who love the NFL. Brock Purdy is far and away the number one quarterback in expected points added, number one, and it isn't particularly close. He's back. Trent Williams, Debo Samuel, McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuku who looked like a stud. George Kittle looked incredible. I, I don't know, Rob. My big overarching takeaway, like, I don't know what's up with the Ravens. I don't get the Bengals. I, th- that's just a puzzling. Love. The Bengals came out, scored a touchdown, looked flat as shit. And then you look at the Niners, and it's like, all three losses, off a bye, kicking ass on the road and taking names. I don't know, man. That that Niners team, I thought they made the statement of Week 10, Rob.
4: Absolutely. If anybody had to, you know, win the weekend, air quotes, win, it would be the Niners, even more so than my Raiders who were the standalone game on Sunday Night Football because what they did coming in against a team I believe had that won five in a row, Jacksonville. Jacksonville's at home. They also are coming off a bye. They're well-rested. They have visions of, you know, making a push at the number one overall seed in their conference. And the Niners came in and strangled them like right off the bat. They were up on him 10 to nothing before Jacksonville even realized the kickoff had started. And it could have been worse. And and you know what? what, One thing I like that you said about Brock Purdy and how, you know, you were on Brock Purdy early and you let a couple of unfortunate games, not even whole whole games, but like unfortunate quarters for him. It was like the fourth quarter in two or three straight games that he really didn't play well. And you let that kind of sway your overall opinion of him. Brock Purdy, there's a viral clip that was going on on Sunday afternoon after their win where he talks about his first touchdown pass to Brandon Ayuk. And it was a rolling to your left, back across your body into the middle of the field. And Ayuk comes down with a further touchdown. And it's on over all these Sports Center highlights. And, and it's it's a big play, you know, like, wow, look at Brock Purdy. And he's like, no, I shouldn't have made that play. I, I shouldn't have thrown it. That. <laughs> That's one that I have, I, knowing, knowing what I know now. Even though it was a touchdown, I should have tucked it, ran it, took four or five yards, lived to play the next down. That is such a, a mature statement to come from a guy like Brock Purdy, who could have just rest on his load like, yeah, I saw Brandon Ayuk, threw it up to him, he made a play, touchdown, boom. That's what we do. No, he's like, for me to, or for our team to get to where we want to go, I got to be better. I got to be more responsible. And even though it worked out this time, it's not going to work out next time. So, just that little moment encapsulates everything that you like about Brock Purdy, and what you like about this Niners team. And shout out to you, Jason, for being on them early. And unfortunately, you kind of backed off, but they've
2: coming I mean, back this,
3: around. I can't take a victory lap on much. This one and three in the contest. Denver pending tonight. Um, I can, Rob, I know nobody gives a shit about uh, the New Orleans Saints. Can I just? I, I need to take a moment and this Dennis Allen Derek Carr pairing. Okay, so. You go on the road to face Josh Dobbs. I even wrote this up for FoxSports.com. They have had trouble containing running quarterbacks. Uh, Tyson Bagent rushed for like 70 yards last week. I said, There's, Dennis Allen's a defensive guy. He's going to be ready for the pastronaut, Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs had 44 yards rushing, touchdown, a couple incredible scrambles, pivotal moves. It's the same old shit. The Saints went into Minnesota and were down 24-3. to and like, how does that happen? Uh, like, did, did, we, we need, like, a name for this weekend. You know how it's like separation Saturday in college football and silliness like that? So we need this to be, like, um, on notice Sunday. I don't, that doesn't rhyme. There's no alliteration. It's not sexy. It's not cool. It's not going to stick. But when I see Brandon Staley brag, as he did this week in uh, L.A., about, hey, I think our defense is really finding its form. The last two weeks, we haven't allowed anything. Uh, Excuse me, Brandon, you just faced Zach Wilson and Tyson Bagent. Uh, can we just reserve judgment for the Lions? And then Jared Goff and Ben Johnson put up like 500 and some odd yards and 8.3 yards per play and 41 points. Oh, right, Brandon Staley. Like, that's the kind of shit that he should be fired for. Honestly, you can't. I mean, you're a defensive guy and you, can't, you get just hemorrhage yards and points. And I mean, big plays galore. Embarrassing. Like Brandon Staley, back on the hot seat. Uh, I think Dennis Allen, this performance from him. Uh, Arthur Smith in Atlanta. Um are like, bro, what are you even doing? Like the play call, he refused to pass the football. Whether it was Heineke before he got hurt, with Desmond Ritter, like, what are you doing? I, I just, just befuddling stuff. Some of these coaches, man, some of these openings are definitely going to be there. And it sounds like Harbaugh is going to have his pick of the litter because they're running him out of, running him out of town. Um, and the other one, Rob, I, I don't totally know what to do with my guy, Robert Sala um as i'm watching the jets you know blow a 9-3 lead or it should have been more than that i'm talking to some jets fans you know people are like oh j j mac yeah, yeah. jet jets gear you know and listen by the way i didn't see i saw one fight um in the stands but that's it and i don't even think it was a jets guy versus a raiders guy it was just like two idiots and rob like universally jets fans are like no no sala's a good defensive coach the defense isn't the problem well are, are we sure He's a defensive coach. His idea and mindset offensively is, hey, don't screw the game up for us. So the Jets take no chances downfield. The offense is like three yards in a cloud of dust. There's no gadgets. no They did try a a wide receiver pass that did not work out. But, like, there's nothing exotic, sexy, cool, interesting, fun, nothing. I mean, the Raiders ran – a fourth and one, they set up for the bush push and did like the counter play, which the Eagles did, I think, against Dallas. And it looked awesome. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I kept asking Jets fans, like, who, who do we want as head coach? And they're like, well, we don't need to get rid of Sala." I'm like, okay. All right. You, you, like, the being a defensive coach, like, what is that going to get you? You know, like, where are you going with that? They, we have a defensive coach and we have a great defense. You're not winning games. And then it's like, well, we just need a quarterback. Oh, okay. so you're just gonna find a quarterback? It's just really there's a lot of situations around the league, and and you, if I'm being silly like this and probably going over the top, can you imagine what it's like to be a billionaire owner watching your team fail like this? The the soccer team we own in Mexico had their final regular season game. We finished last in the table. We had to fire the coach earlier. You know, we had a bunch of injuries just to our good players, and, and the final game of the season, Rob. We're up two men for the final 15 minutes. We can't even score. And we ended 0-0. It was like, this just sucks. And, and you know, it's one of those like, oh, we finished last. Awesome. Great. Wonderful. Now we have to pay like a fine. And um, like, you got to turn this around. You can't just be like, oh, well, we've got, you know, we, and I'm not specifically talking about the soccer team, but it's like, you look around like the New England Patriots. Well, we've got Belichick. Well, he's going to figure it out. Like, uh, are we sure? That was, I saw, Rob, the lowest scoring game in the league this season. Mac Jones and the Patriots got in the red zone 0 for 4. They settled for two field goals. Like, Mac Jones clearly got benched. I know they're trying to say there was some injury. He went to get x-rays. I didn't even see the fallout from that. But, like, I'm not fire Belichick. I thought he would survive. Bro, you can't lose. To, if they win three or four games, I don't, I don't think he's going to be back. Like, unless he can sell hey, I've whiffed on 80% of my draft picks over the last, I don't know, decade, 15 years, but I, you're going to give me a quarterback at the top, I'm sticking around. Like, I don't, it's just, a, it's, it's just not adding up. This was a weird Sunday, Rob, but it, nothing seems to make sense. I saw five games ended
4: Sunday on walk-off field goals. Five. Yeah, it made the, uh, what was it, the second half, our second afternoon window very interesting because it seemed like every game came down to a field goal or the final few minutes of the game so in that regard i appreciated it but to your point it wasn't always you know great football to your point the the game in germany with the, the patriots was not great football i mean it, it felt like a thursday night game that you get on amazon prime as opposed to the <laughs> international games that everybody's so excited about um before I get to Robert Sala, quick note on on uh, Brandon Staley, and I hate to kick a dead horse because you know we've kind of been saying this since before the season started. Brandon Staley's a defensive coach; who can't coach defense. All right, let's just point that out, <laughs> point blank. Period. Right. They have played what is it now nine games this season. They have given up over four hundred seventy five yards in four of those games, and now after yesterday, twice have given up over five hundred yards. Like. It, I hope my guy has his LinkedIn page updated because he's going to be looking for a new gig relatively soon. And then as far as your jets, look, this season, a lot of everyone's going to say, I went off the rails when Rogers got hurt. And that that's partly true, but I contend. And I I mean, I don't know if you do agree with this. I contend that this season was kind of doomed back in the spring when they decided that Zach Wilson would be the backup quarterback after what happened last season, where they, had a bench for Mike White, they had a bench for Joe Flacco, they had a bench for Chris Trevler. And you knew then, well, as soon as you made like that third time, that the, the locker room could not stand, could not stomach the idea of Zach Wilson being under center for in New York. Like the defense knew what he was, the offense knew what he was, and that was just going to be the situation would be it, it'd be untenable at that point. And I'm not saying we could have predicted Aaron Rodgers tearing his Achilles on the fourth snap, but we all could have predicted entering what is his age 40 that he was going to miss a few snaps. He was going to miss a game or two just based on his age. And that offensive line wasn't too great coming in. We knew that, that he might, you know, sprain an ankle and miss a game or he might take a tough hit, get knocked out with the concussion and miss, you know, a, a game and a half, whatever it might be. And we knew then that their backup was going to get snaps at some point. And the fact that they decided they could roll in there with Zach Wilson, knowing exactly who he is and knowing how that locker room felt about him. It it just, it it was a complete miscalculation on their part. And as soon as they made that decision to keep him as the backup, I I think it was just, it was, it was, it was going to backfire. No way.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere.
4: Follow Impromptu
2: now, wherever you listen. Football is back. No more preseason games. The regular season is here. While we all love watching our favorite teams on television, there is nothing better than being at a game live and in person. And the best way to get tickets to any of these games is on GameTime, the fastest growing ticketing app in the U.S. For last-minute amazing deals on tickets to see your favorite football teams this September, download GameTime. And it's not just football. Game Time has tickets to baseball games, concerts, and comedy shows across the country. Download the Game Time app and redeem code JMAC for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the Game Time app and enter code JMAC. That's J M A C for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Something magical happens when the third quarter ends and the fourth quarter begins. The energy changes. The fourth quarter is where games are won, where champions are made. And in business, it's where sales teams become legends. That's why HubSpot built Sales Hub to give sales reps the deal-making tools they need to win in Q4 and close the year strong. Sales Hub's prospecting workspace organizes your schedule, goals, and to-do list in one place to save your team precious fourth quarter time. Smart sequences help sales reps close deals faster than ever. And with an easy-to-use deal management tool, reps can find, track, and close deals all in one place. Plus, AI forecasting helps you accurately predict future success, which means less hoping for deals and more crushing targets. Put your sales team on the fast track to win Q4 with Sales Hub. Learn more at hubspot.com sales.
3: I do feel, Rob, we need to give the Cowboys their flowers real quick. Um, anytime you can destroy an opponent to the level of 640 yards of total offense, they've now beaten the Giants 40-0 and 49-17. Dallas 12 straight wins at home. And <laughs> they beat the Jets, Patriots, Rams, and Giants at home. Now, those are four below 500 teams. 170-50. to 50. So, I don't know what the analogy of this, I guess this is Mike Tyson fighting tomato cans. And when Mike Tyson had to go up against like a real boxer, he struggled and lost. Um, I think he lost, right? I mean, not that Buster Douglas was real, but I think he lost to Holyfield. Damn it. I don't know boxing. Um, I I don't know what to do with Dallas. I mean, they still have Carolina on the schedule. Are they going to bludgeon Carolina to death? Now that's in Carolina, but. I guess this is, you know, Dallas could like Rob, would you be shocked if Dallas tore through the NFC and what went to the Super Bowl? I don't think I would.
4: Uh kind of. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be shocked if when the Eagles and the Cowboys face each other again that the Cowboys are at the top of the NFC East. I'll tell you that right yep. now, because if you just look at their schedule, um you mentioned that, you know, they beat up on tomato cans. Well, they got a couple more tomato cans up on the schedule coming up here relatively quickly. <laughs> uh I'm, I'm pulling it up here as we're speaking and you know they go at carolina versus washington versus seattle so they should be fair they will be favored in all three of those games going into a home tilt against philadelphia and i believe philadelphia has uh the chiefs coming up at some point at, right after their bye so yeah, they could be going at it again for all the marbles in, in middle of December, but. As far as the Cowboys, like I've, I've read somewhere that they've won their games against the Giants by like a combined seventy-five points or something stupid like that, oh, it's and tough. that's great and that's cool and, and it, it's a cool thing to have, I guess, to hang on your wall if you're a Cowboys fan. But they're not judged by those wins. Like they're, they're one of those teams where what they do to the to the Giants and and you know to the Patriots, like nobody cares. It's what are you going to do when you get the Niners and the Eagles. And the chiefs or the Bengals like, they are judged on a different tier than everybody else. So you just got to accept that. That's fair. Um,
3: okay. I believe this is before we get to the best bet for Monday night football, I believe this is the best stat of the weekend. So it's a pop quiz. No cheating. Rob, who has the longest win streak in the NFL?
4: Oh gosh. Um, I don't think you'll get it. Is it my
3: Houston Texans? no close good not bad the oh. minnesota vikings have won oh, five I straight yes this is the crazy part of the stat. all five of those wins came without justin jefferson so you're telling me now listen they it's not like they're beating good teams okay they beat the bears oh i'm sorry they did beat the niners beat the packers who are really not good falcons are not good saints clearly are not good five straight wins no justin jefferson I'm not making quantum leaps here, but if Justin Jefferson starts pulling this, well, I'm not ready to come back. Cause I do. I think they have a buy this week. No, they don't. Damn it. They played Denver, Denver, then Chicago. So I need JJ as back for my fantasy team. It's not going well. Um, in my big money league all of a sudden, um, I just I, w- I wonder if the idea of Justin Jefferson for a massive haul is on the table. Whoever gets Drake may, whoever gets Caleb Williams, um, I mean, would Belichick do something crazy? Hey, we're going out of completely out of character here. Um, we'll give you whatever the hell you want. Give me Justin Jefferson, and oh by the way, I'm drafting Drake or Caleb. Um, and by the, and by the by, not we're not we're doing college football today because we'll do a we'll safe harbor for tomorrow, but Caleb Williams had another one of those, I'm going to play backyard football for 60 minute games against Oregon. And we're starting to see the cracks. I don't know if you saw Rob, Daniel Jeremiah was like, Hey, he needs to win from the pocket and it's becoming like it's, we were on this a couple weeks ago. There's just too much of it. And again, he's a really great player, immensely talented, but he just wants to chuck and duck and run for the Hills at the first sign of caught problem. And, Listen, if you go to Chicago, there's going to be a lot of running, dude. So, uh, I don't know. I think I would keep an eye on this Justin Jefferson situation in Minnesota. Kevin O'Connell, for me, has been one of the most impressive coaches I've seen, Rob. He gets Josh Dobbs, and doesn't matter. He beats Atlanta, comes back. He gets Josh Dobbs against the Saints, who have a good defense up and down the field. I think five scores on their first seven possessions or something. Kevin O'Connell might be one of the, he might be the next really freaking good coach last year. Maybe wasn't crazy winning all those one score games because of the stuff he's scheming up in Hawkinson looks like a major keeper. I don't know. I, 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 I don't, I don't know what to do with this Minnesota team. They, they continue to confound me. Um, any other over overall big picture stuff from week 10 that jumped out at you?
4: I have one big thing, but let me just say on the Vikings, um, very, very disappointed in Ed Werder, who normally does a great job reporting for the NFL. But he reported about an hour and a half before kickoff, you know, in Minnesota, that TJ Hawkinson was going to be on a pitch count, basically, that you oh. know, he was nursing some rib injury. And he was only going to be playing in the critical situations. Well, at halftime, he had 10 catches for 121 and a <laughs> touchdown. So, yeah, I'm very upset with Ed Werder. Yeah. You bench him? The, the, Yes, I could bench them. Oh and, and thankfully, you know, I, I was able to get some big second half games, you know, in the afternoon slate and come away with a win. But when you're fighting for a playoff spot, every point matters. And I could have used that 30 plus PPR point from DJ Hawkinson to ensure a spot in the playoff, But you know, that's that's me being petty. Um yeah. No, my, my big picture conversation is about CJ Stroud. And, and we oh. were texting about this before we started recording. I, I think if you don't have him on your MVP ballot here entering week 11 or right, as week 10 wraps up, then you need to really reconsider your view on the NFL because based on just objective, you know, he's a rookie. He played for the Houston Texans. They may or may not make the playoffs. I get it. Uh, best deep ball thrower in the NFL. It's not on Tunga by Loa. It's C.J. Stroud. 64% completion, 665 yards, six touchdowns, zero picks, 147 yards, or 147 passer rating on the deep balls. Um, day all day? Entering the late window. I know these things get updated every few hours, so I wish I had the more updated windows. But was leading the NFL in passing yards. I think he got passed by Sam Howe, actually, but he was leading the NFL. Uh, 8.3 pass yards per attempt, 15 pass touchdowns, 2 interceptions, highest TD interception ratio in the NFL, 5th highest passer rating at 101, and this is my favorite stat. The only quarterback with a better record versus winning teams, he just four 4-1, is Jalen Hurts. So, I don't know what is it you're looking for if you want the stats, if you want the just the impressiveness. C.J. Stroud needs to be somewhere in your top five of the MVP ballot. He has exceeded all expectations this season.
3: Just for you, I will find. I'll put him in my top five. But I'll tell you right now, he's not going to finish top three because history says the media voting on this goes, was the guy on the number one or the number two seed? Okay. Did they end the season hot? Because they vote on it late. You know, just like the the the, um, the public backs what they recently saw. The media backs. Oh, Patrick Mahomes did this in week 16, 17, 18. Oh, well, we're going to give it. And they're the number one. We're going to give it to him. Like, Stroud won't be in that discussion. What he's done is pretty damn good. Now, he did have, I think, two fumbles and a pick against the Bengals. And they still won. Like, he is playing out of his mind. Back-to-back weeks with game-winning drives in the final minute. Like, I don't know, man. I'm still stunned. I saw some stats, Rob, on his deep ball throwing. Like, statistically, he's one of the best deep ball throwers in the league this year. Like, he had eight pass plays of 20-plus yards. Like, And he's throwing to Tank Dell, and he's made Noah Brown look like a big-time receiver. I mean, listen. I'm surprised as you are. I, I'm not going to go MVP, but man, this guy's tearing it up. And I, what do you do with this team? Can they make a run here? Like, it's just hard for me to envision them going to the playoffs. You know?
4: Yeah, I mean, it would have been hard for me to envision them beating Joe Burrow's Bengals after what we saw the last month or so. Like every um, it every argument you'd use against them. and not saying yours are not sound, but it was like,
1: oh, wow. He's
4: a rookie. Rookie quarterbacks don't win MVP, right? So that's one. Well, he's, he's playing great. Uh, they don't have any weapons in Houston. And you just mentioned it. Tank Dow, Noah Brown, Nico Collins didn't even play on Sunday. And he's still putting up these gargantuan yeah. numbers. He was down four offensive linemen to start the season. That's right. And then he's, he's rolling like this. Uh, like CJ Stroud, it's not, he's not just having a great season for a rookie. He's having a great season, period. And, and I think the one thing he has going for him, and I don't know if you'll agree, is there isn't a standout slam dunk candidate for MVP right
2: that's now. That's fair.
4: So that's that's why I think he could sneak in and and definitely finish in the top five, maybe even top three. I'd love to see him win it. That'd be awesome. But I don't know if he'll win it. But he should definitely be on the ballot, in my opinion. So,
3: yeah. So he has four 300-yard games a season. I'm afraid to see how many Zach Wilson has in his career. Um, <laughs> but here's the wacky thing. Shit, I didn't realize this. The Houston Texans, here are the rest of the teams they play with a winning record. Jacksonville, they get them at home. And Cleveland, they get them at home. That's it. They play Arizona, Denver, the Jets. Now, the Jets defense is is very good and in New York, that'll be tough. Tennessee twice and the Colts. Holy cow, maybe the Texans are going to the playoffs. (laughs) The problem is, this this division with where the Steelers refuse to die the Steelers are the cockroaches of the NFL negative 26 point differential outgained in all nine of their games and they're 6 and 3 I, go ahead try to explain it you can't it it makes no sense the Cincinnati Bengals went from oh they're going to turn it on they're now last place in their division like what's happening i i, I don't get i mean there's just there's too much to comprehend
1: So follow The 7 right now.
2: The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets, and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Straight Fire. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet 5 on the NFL. That's code Straight Fire, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York call 877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, 21 and up. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources.
0: The only thing better than sitting
1: on your couch
0: watching the game
1: is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet.
3: Monday Night Football, Rob. I mean... Listen, I'm pot committed. I had Denver in the contest plus seven. I don't love it. I can see Buffalo just destroying them. And oh, Buffalo's back. You know, like this is the week where a bunch of wacky shit happened. So I'm not, this is not a big play for me. Um, I'm in the clubhouse happy with the Cowboys cover, uh, despite all the other losses. Um, sometimes you go big on one and you get lucky. I would not go big on this game in any way, shape, or form because Buffalo's still capable of, of popping off. Um, see i i'll just denver seven if you get the seven and a half even better anything from you rob
4: yeah i don't love this one either way i'm not a huge better to begin with but i would probably stay away from this one if i was really betting but because for the show purposes gotta give a pick i would lean denver in the points um i just haven't seen a lot from buffalo to make me feel very excited about them and where they're at like until they prove otherwise i'm going to kind of fade them a little bit i think buffalo ultimately wins but Give me Denver and the points.
3: The league stepped up, by the way, this week, prime time, Cincinnati-Baltimore Thursday. That's really good. Sunday is Josh Dobbs versus Russell Wilson. That's not good. And then Monday Night Football, Eagles-Chiefs. That's going to be a great game. I'm just eyeballing the slate. It's a ton of divisional matchups. Rams-Seahawks, Giants-Commanders, Bears-Lions. Divisional matchups have been the bane of my existence this season, folks. So I'm taking my time this week. Uh, All right, that's a lengthy Monday pod. Be back tomorrow. Probably some college football, maybe even some NBA. uh, Warriors coming back to earth. Uh, I'm sure sure you guys are seeing that out there. I'm not rooting against them. Just, I like being right. Uh, Timberwolves, keep an eye on those guys. All right, talk to you tomorrow.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed.